So on the 25th of August, there was a very tragic accident in Clonmel, where four young people, Grace and Luke McSweeney, uh, Nikki Murphy and Zoe Coffey were killed. They were all young people. Uh, Luke was the oldest at 24, and all the rest were, uh, had just finished school. So they were, they, were, they were very young. It was a, quite a tragedy for the town, for the county, and indeed it attracted uh, national media attention just because it was just such a, a tragic and unnecessary loss of life on what should have been uh, a joyful occasion. They were heading to their... Uh, so that they had received their, their, their results from their exams, so they were heading out to, for a night of socialising. So it should have been a, a joyful occasion and ended in such, such tragedy. During the funeral, on one week later, on Friday the 1st of September, the church was obviously packed there in Clonmel, St Peter and Paul's. The President of Ireland was there. Uh, our own Bishop, Bishop Alphonse Scullinan, was there. And... There were a number of people who wished to speak at the end of Mass, so a number of eulogies, and they were very, very poignant, uh, speaking about Luke and, and Grace, their, their joy, their zest for life you know there were people who really they wanted to, to to live and get out there and do things and grace loved her her uh gymnastics and dancing and uh luke then a big buff gym rugby player big guy um so the, the friends spoke about about their their their, their experiences of, of luke and grace and shared what wonderful people they were, what, what, what uh, good friends they were, and so on. So there were four eulogies, and then at the end of that, we were, as priests, we were just getting ready for the, for the, the, the final prayers, and then their mother stood up, Bridget. And there, there isn't really a, a formal way of doing this, so you have to kind of, what, what, We've already had four eulogies, and generally speaking, uh, we're kind of unwise almost for a parent to give a eulogy to one of, for one of their children, just because it can be very, very difficult to control the emotion. So uh, we were just sitting there wondering, what's she doing? And then she signaled to the bishop, can she come up? So the bishop said, well, of course, you can't say no. Of course, so, so, so she came up. And she had some very, very... Beautiful and powerful words from a mother standing before the coffins of two of her children. And so Bridget said she was honoured to be the parents of Luke and Grace. Honoured to be their parents. And she said that her gratitude for the support of family and friends and the whole town in, these last, in this last week, she said her gratitude outweighs her sorrow. Her gratitude outweighs her sorrow. And five minutes later, after the prayers of final commendation, she walked behind the coffin as her husband carried one of the coffins of, of one of their children out of the church. She showed immense strength and immense, immense resolve she showed great courage and even great faith. She showed great gratitude and 
great love. Today is the, the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. And there's something about the scene of a mother weeping for their child. I think, I think no, no heart can remain indifferent to that, to that scene. Uh, even whenever they, they, they show third world countries and you know, they show maybe a, a shanty town or they show dirty streets, it's when they show the mother holding, you know, children when, they, when their stomachs expand due to malnourishment, that, that kind of, they get bloated. When, when, it, when it shows a mother holding a starving child, that's, I think, what gets, that's what cuts right to the heart. There's something about that mother-child relationship and in the tragedy of a mother losing a child. There's something about that that I think no heart can remain indifferent to. So, when we think of Our Lady of Sorrows, this is, this is the reality of, of who Our Blessed Lady is or was. She was a mother. A mother who brought up little baby Jesus to little toddler Jesus to little primary school Jesus to teenager Jesus to preaching Jesus. Always his faithful disciple walking with him rejoicing when the crowds praised her son, who she was so proud of, so honoured to be the mother of. But how her heart must have ached when her son, her only son, was rejected, was hated, was misunderstood, was plotted against, was just misrepresented, that there were, out, there were blatant lies told about him when he was taken, beaten, Scourged, crowned with thorns, a cross mounted on his back, forced to carry that cross up a hill, after which he's nailed to it, and after three hours of agony, he dies. How her heart must have broken at that sight. This is Our Lady of Sorrows, but as we've meditated previously, it's never just, it's not just the suffering that makes saints great or, or, or Jesus' action, great. It's not the suffering, it's the love. The suffering on its own is useless. Suffering on its own is a consequence of the fall, a consequence of sin. Uh, but it's the love that transforms it. So Our Lady's heart then is so full of love. So full of love for us, so full of love for her son. Remember, no separation between her and God because there was no sin. So there was no separation. And there's a distinction, of course. She's not God. But there's no, we separate ourselves from God through sin. She never did. So there's a profound unity, a profound unity between ourselves and God that we will never be able to fathom this side of, of eternity. So this unity then with her son means that as he's suffering, and this even goes for, for well, every mom that I know, seeing their child suffer, they suffer themselves, even though no needle, no, no scalpel has touched their body, they feel the pain of, of seeing their child suffer. But imagine then having, having that degree of love and having that degree of unity with your son because there's no separation through sin. And so Our, Lady, Our Lady's heart, it, it, it beats with that of her son. It beats with Jesus' heart. And so then when Simeon prophesies that her own heart will be pierced, so that the secret thoughts of Manny may be laid bare. This is, is what he's speaking about. Your, 
unity with your son will, will cost you. And yet, any loving parent, if they have a sick child, if they have a, a child who's terminally ill, and that child needs help, or that child needs support, or they must, you know, they'll have sleepless, sleepless nights in a hospital, would they have it any other way? Do you know, if your child is sick and needs you, even though, yes, you're exhausted, and yes, this hurts, would you have it any other way? Your child needs you. I know all the, again, the, I don't think I know any parent who wouldn't say, I'd rather take that suffering upon myself. I'd rather have the leukemia myself rather than see my child suffer. It's this profound love where, where you sacrifice yourself for love of the other. This was, was Our Lady's love. So in this then, when we keep in mind that who, who she is, who she really is, full of grace, the perfect mother, the perfect daughter of God the Father, the perfect mother of God the Son, and she who was the spouse of the Holy Spirit, so has a profound unity with every member of, of the Trinity. And then Jesus entrusts Her to us. Behold your mother. And what's John's reaction? From that moment, he takes her into his home. Have we done that? Have we done that? Jesus has entrusted us to his mother and his mother to us. The reaction, our reaction as the church should be to take her into our home. So take us, yeah, yes, take her into the physical building, if you will, of the church by uh, showing her the honor that she deserves. As I said before, this church is dedicated to the Mother of Sorrows. We have Our Lady behind us here with uh, all of our, our names in the heart, or the, the, the brass heart hanging around her, her neck there. All the names of the community members and staff from the previous years are, are contained in there. We entrust ourselves to her. But have I taken her into my heart? Have we taken her into our our inner sanctuary, if you will. Do I recognize her as my personal mother, as my queen? Our Lady truly is our mother. Why? Because Jesus says so. And again, when we get to, to, to eventually leave earth and the help of God see things as they truly are, then the veil is lifted and we will see the glory of heaven, and we'll see there how Our Lady is or who Our Lady is, and just the profound reverence that all of the saints and angels will have for her, and yet the profound humility with which she, she will receive that, that honor. You know, there'll be, there won't be any kind of <laughs> posing for the odd selfie, uh, you know, with her little duck pout and her piece and whatever it is. Uh, there won't be any of that with Our Lady. There'll be such humility and yet the recognition of truth, that yes, she has a special role. So she won't be saying, oh, stop, stop, stop. Oh, I'm, I'm not that great at all. Oh, go away now. There won't be any of that. Like she, she'll recognize the truth of who she is. Yes, the Almighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. So she can receive this honor, but it, but it doesn't create pride. It just causes her to glorify God even more. I think that's how heaven will work for all of us. Whatever uh, 
if you want to call it whatever kind of glory we receive in heaven, we know is a gift from God, or whatever we were able to achieve while down here, we know it was all a gift from God. And so even in heaven, I'm not sure how it really works in heaven. How much of our lives do we remember? Um, I don't know. I, I would imagine we remember most of it. Otherwise, or like all of it, because our personality continues in our soul. Our soul remembers. So I think we're still us in heaven. Well, we are still us in heaven. So I think our memory continues. But our memories of earth, our memories of our sins will not cause us misery and will not cause us sadness, but will cause us again to glorify God for his mercy. So that way everything in heaven glorifies God. But once we've gotten there, we'll recognize that we're there out of pure grace. Thank you, Lord. We praise your name. And I remember when I did this sin, yes, and you forgave me, I praise your name. I remember when I did this good action, yes, but that was only through your grace, I praise your name. Do you know what I mean? Good or bad, anything, anything that happened, happens down here, all of it will cause us to praise God. And in that reality then, we're, we're seeing our Blessed Lady as she is. Again, all, that, all the prayers that she's given, none of it, none of it is a threat to, to the unique source of grace, Jesus pierced heart. None of, because there is a fear in, in the church, if I'm honest, at times, that if we speak about Our Lady or, or pray to Our Lady or through Our Lady, that in some way we're taking from God. Well, he doesn't think, the Lord doesn't think so. At, at Cana, we're shown the value of Our Lady's intercessory role. It's not a threat. Do whatever he tells you. She's never a threat to the Lord. Now, people maybe, uh, this is, uh, pastorally speaking, I have met people who maybe because of a difficult relationship with their father, find it difficult to relate to God the Father or Jesus. So the, I mean, I've heard people say, you know, don't really get on with the, don't really get on with Jesus now or or, or that, but but our lady, our lady is great. And, and pastorally speaking, this this can happen because of people's experiences of of family life. Again, I don't even see that as a threat. It's obviously something that that, that needs improving. It needs to, you know, that, that there's a relationship that needs healing, needs to be repaired. But again, our lady isn't saying, oh, thankfully, finally, someone comes to me and not to my son. She's saying, thank God, someone is coming to me, I will direct them towards my son. She will. So even if a person as I say, comes to Our Lady and doesn't, they might say, I don't believe in God, but I believe in Mary. I've, maybe that's, that's not so common here in Ireland. I have heard that often in Italy. They're, they have you know, places where they have a very strong devotion to Our Lady. They might say, I don't believe in God, but our, our Padre Pio is great, and I believe in Our Lady. <laughs> okay. Again, it's wrong, but... but the, the, the intercession of, of Padre Pio and our Blessed Lady will get them on the right track. So just you know, allow a person the, the, the time to grow and the, the time to heal and the time to, to get things right. Our Lady is not a threat. With all of her being, she wishes that her soul would glorify the Lord and that her spirit would rejoice in the Lord, her Savior. So we pray today for all of those in, in need, for all of those in mourning, for all of those who are ill, for those who maybe do not know our Blessed Lady, do not know her love, do not know the power of her intercession, for those maybe who are hostile towards her. Lord, we pray for the renewal of your church, that we may be a Marian church, that we may be a church with a mother. Amen.
Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, for our Masses and Homilies here in Holy Family Mission. We would like to ask uh, two things of you, if we may. We're about to start our new year uh, with uh, our new community members on Sunday week, the 24th of September. It's our, our eighth year, and we're delighted now to welcome uh, our new community uh, to be part of Holy Family for this year of faith formation, where they should discover a new or, to a greater depth, this personal relationship with Jesus and his transforming and healing power. So to that end, we are also uh, restoring our uh, chapel here. Uh, unfortunately, we have a leaking roof and leaking walls, and so we were quoted recently uh, 6,000 euro to do some work here in the chapel and some work in the house where, which has, has similar problems. So if you could help us uh, with this appeal, we would be greatly, greatly appreciative so that this work can continue. We wish to uh, be instruments of the Lord in renewing the faith. We want young people to know who Jesus is. And so this, this chapel is used a lot, thank God, uh, but we'd like to, to keep it in, 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 in working order and uh, to have the most beautiful place that we can for the Lord to reside in and for people to pray in. So if you'd like to support this appeal uh, to this chapel dedicated to Our Lady of Sorrows, please go to our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and you can donate there. And all donations will be greatly, greatly appreciated. God bless you.